Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite hosts, Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. Prime time. He's going to the danger zone. Let's go. And producer Tony. This is only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back, relax, and strap it down. Skull, use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? Already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. Hey, fellas, I love the podcast. Music created by Brian Swanson. Welcome, everyone, to the week three preview show Fantasy Football Scoop and Poop. I am your host, Tony, joined as always by Bishop and Micah. And, uh, Bad idea is trying to play football in 104-degree weather, Bishop. Uh, you were at the game last week in Tampa. Can you talk about how hot it was? Because players were dropping like flies from cramps and like heat exhaustion. Uh, but what, what was it like actually being there? Uh, it was very hot. That is accurate. And we were in the sun the whole time. And I got some pretty bad sunburn, but uh, I recovered pretty quickly from sunburn, so that wasn't a big deal. But my wife sent me a an article. I'm trying to pull it up now if I could find it real quick. Uh, 80 people got hospitalized. Holy shit. It's, yeah. <clears throat> Tampa Fire and Rescue done crews responding to more than 86 calls within Raymond James Stadium due to the Florida heat during Bucks home opener. Wow. I didn't see any ambulances, but I could, I, could, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you're drinking beer, that like dehydrates you even more. So uh, that's football on hot weather is is not a great uh, not a great combination. Micah, you bottle you, of water was six bucks. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's ridiculous. Uh, Micah, you live somewhere where it's pretty hot. Uh, what's the hottest uh, sporting event you've ever attended out there? Uh, actually, not hot because. Everything here is indoors oh, at, the, right. at, the, yeah. at the Cardinals barn. Although um, <clears throat> I did go to a, a what was that? Uh, that semi-pro league. There. Not a semi-pro, but there's that low-rung league they were trying to start. But that was in the spring, so it wasn't that bad. So probably the 80s. It was probably the 80s when I went to the is game. Is that the USFL? No, it was that other one, the uh, like American Football Association. Some team called Arizona Hotshots. Yeah, the money yeah. guy pulled out, and the league crumbled. It was just a, a rinky-dink league, but I, I did such see, is life. I did see that the XFL is trying to merge with the USFL. Uh, Bishop, did you know that The Rock owns the XFL now? I, really? Yeah. I, I did not know that. that, that so, is oh, because is, 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 Vince McMahon died, right? <laughs> did he? 
<laughs> I don't know. I keep seeing stuff that he's dead. I just assume it's true since it's the internet. Uh, maybe he's just like a, a hologram like Tupac. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've never been to a, a sporting event where it's like insanely hot like that, but I think I would probably not go. Like if, it, if, if the Bears played in like... 97% humidity and like very hot for a September. I think I would just bail, especially the way that they're fucking playing. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Here is the waiver wire. Waiver wire. Waiver wire. Hello and welcome to week three of our waiver wire recap summary brought to you by Gatorade. Stay hydrated. Uh, first up, we've got. Robot Unicorn Attack, releasing Elijah Mitchell and picking up Zach Morris, the running back from the Colts, for $31. Uh, I believe there was some other bids for this gentleman. Quite Are you a guys bit. aware of this? Yeah, like five. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. And he just got it, barely got it, right? Because it was a $30 bid? Yeah, so failed bids for Zach Morris, uh, $30. and $14. So people were trying to get this guy. uh, That's for sure. Good. Nice pick, Howard. Uh, Let's see. Next up, we've got Giuseppe's the Ted Lasso way, releasing Rashid Shahid, wide receiver from the Saints, and picking up a guy named Justice Hill, running back from Baltimore. He spent $13. Apparently, there's a big Baltimore surge now. Uh, next up, we have Micah release. Oh no, he released Antonio Gibson, running back from the whatever their name is, Washington, and acquiring Kareem Hunt. It says here running back from Cleveland. Is that true? Is he on Cleveland? He was on no team when I picked him up, and he's not with Cleveland. Oh, that's fascinating. For only two dollars, that's a steal, Michael Black. That's a steal. And that'll actually conclude the the money portion. Now we're going to go into the free moves, and there's a bunch. We've got Micah Black releasing the uh, rhombus-legged Nick Chubb and acquiring a Cam Akers, who apparently, according to this, is on the Vikings now. This is fantastic. Yeah, Micah is like a a future... uh... A future, a man from the future. He picks up Kareem Hunt when he's a free agent, and he signs with Cleveland like two hours later. Uh, he picks up Cam Akers, and then he gets traded to the Vikings like two hours later. What do you have like a crystal ball, Micah? What's going on over there? Well, I have a crystal ball, but it only works like three percent of the time. If I want to find out if uh, my guy's gonna have a rhombus leg that I'm keeping, <laughs> that page I forget in the little uh, the futuristic <laughs> history book, but. Uh, the guys where they're going to get signed, oh, I'm all over that. Nice. So he's potentially got two starting running backs, and he spent $2. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, next up we've got, let's see, Giuseppe's the Ted Lasso way, releasing the Jets kicker. Oh, no. And acquiring the Rams kicker. <laughs> so I have a quick anecdote about this. Uh, Giuseppe, <laughs> Giuseppe was talking to me after waiver. He's just like, oh, I missed out on uh, Zach Moss or whatever. And he's like, I got some free moves, though, that I want to make. And his his free move <laughs> that he was excited to make was a kicker move. Oh, that's... And a Jets kicker, too. That's unfortunate. 
of Pox on his team. Anyway, next up we have BDI's Nick Slash Her releasing Jarek McKinnon, running back from the Chiefs, and acquiring Chubba Hubbard, running back from Carolina. Is Carolina that terrible now where the backups are getting picked up because they might become starters? I don't know. I think BDI's team is just that terrible, and he just needs uh, somebody else. Yeah, he needs people with heartbeats. I get it. So what are the odds that BDI thought he was picking up Nick Chubb? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not zero. He's got deeper potential. It's never not zero. It's a non-zero chance, as the kids say. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we have Worms Team Taylor releasing Tank Bigsby, running back from Jacksonville, and picking up... BDI's garbage in Jarek McKinnon. Uh, that's a fantastic move by Worm. Next, we have Cologne Rocks releasing Quentin Johnston, wide receiver from the Chargers, and picking up Toots Atwell, receiver from the Rams. I don't know who this guy is. It sounds funny, though. I feel like these names are being done on purpose just to mess with me on the waiver wires. <laughs> I'm going to pick up like the weirdest name people like, just to fuck with you every week. <laughs> That's what I think people are doing, honestly. It's, it's all a conspiracy. And lastly, we have myself releasing the, the beloved Chicago Bears defense and acquiring the hot and undefe- or not undefeated, but soon to be unable to stop them from winning Arizona Cardinals defense. Uh, explain yeah. yourself, because y- you obviously you're swapping two of the worst defenses in the league. What's going on here? Yeah, I, I just think Arizona has a shittier schedule, so they have a better chance of getting to two wins than the Bears do. <laughs> and there is not much left in the uh, defensive waiver wire, so now this is what I got. That is absolutely true. And that will conclude your week three waiver wire recap. Nice. Uh, let's go to some emails. There's a letter in your mailbox. And we do have one communication from uh, Dan Kowalski. <clears throat> Again, with the uh, unicorn emoji as the subject and the title. And it reads, Justin Fields is not it. CJ Stroud, eyeball emoji. You're on notice, Joe. I assume he's talking about Joe Burrow. Holy crap, the Giants are awful. The cards are awfuler. In Kyron, we trust. And he he closes. It's tough being in the best division in all of fantasy football, Bishop. Did he say Bishop, or did you add that? No, I added to come that. To that, that was, oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say, if he if he said that, that would have been phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it is difficult. And I would argue the best – he stopped himself short there. He should have said the best division in fantasy football history. Oh, yes. Because I don't think there's ever been a division like this in any league, ever. That's true. And he closes his email with another weird line of text. When it's cold outside, am I here in vain? Question mark. I don't know what he's up to. Is he like writing a novel here at the end of his emails? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look into this. Uh, does any any of those texts ringing ringing a bell here, Bishop? To you? 
No, but is this one of those things where, like, that one year Pee-wee, you had to, like, take the first letter and all of his emails and it spelled out, like, scoop and poop or something? No, he rickrolled me, I, I think. I think he rickrolled me. I don't remember me. what the yeah. what the payoff was. I just remember that it happened. <laughs> uh, maybe but, Grunge is making a comeback and he's writing a song. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we do have an audio clip from uh, Giuseppe, so I'm going to play that now. What's up, everybody? I am... Believe it or not, recording from my bathroom in hopes this is a smaller room and it will be less echo, but we'll see how it goes. I got a quick one for you this week. Obviously, we've seen a huge interest in college football, especially the Colorado Buffaloes program with primetime, their coach. And I guess my question for you guys is this. Have you kind of bought into the hype or started following the Colorado games or you know paying attention to Dion's press conferences and everything else? I think it's a pretty cool story, but I also know that he went to, you know, one of those S or HBCUs uh, or whatever they're called a couple of years back purely to try to like elevate them and get them to that level. And then he jumped to Colorado. So I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Do you think he should have stuck around there or, you know, is it better for him to go to Colorado where he is, let's say, a bigger audience and can kind of be a bigger show in Colorado than he was back, you know, in a smaller university? Keep up the good work, boys, and we'll talk next week. And thank you, Giuseppe. Um, first of all, uh, that sounds much worse than it was did it last week. Usually, I, I'm a I, I moonlight as a podcast producer here, Bishop. So I'm going to give some, some free advice out there to the people. You usually want to dampen the sound if you're getting echo. Not go into a bathroom where like there's porcelain and glass. Uh, the opposite of what you want to do. So, Giuseppe, let's find a different room, uh, maybe like the linen closet or, uh, I don't know, wherever you keep the... Definitely loaded up on the salami. Maybe where you keep the <laughs> cured meats, uh, you know, somewhere like that. But, uh, Bishop, I'm going to let you lead this off. Uh, you, you you like to call yourself prime time, so I think you're the most qualified to answer his, <laughs> uh, his message here. Uh, I think college football has seen a resurgence. Uh, I don't think it's directly related to primetime coaching Colorado, whatever their stupid team name is. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. Like, who cares about what college he's doing it at as long as he's doing it at a college. He brought his son as the starting quarterback, and he's playing very well. Granted, they're not playing anyone good, but it's, it's a showcase for him, you know. It's going to make people – kids want to go to that school that normally would not have wanted to go to that school. So hopefully it breaks up the monotony of all these kids going to Alabama and, you know, all these other places where they get paid money. I'm for it. Micah, are you a big uh, college football guy? You've been following this uh, primetime story here. So the only college football I really follow is, is Michigan. So I watch the games when they're nationally broadcast. I always you know, check the scores, see what's going on. Um, and I, I would claim that uh, the ascendance of Michigan, once again, is a reason why people are watching college football more. But uh, in terms of Deion Sanders, um, I am not a Deion Sanders fan. I never have been a Deion Sanders fan. So I intentionally do not pay attention to Colorado and Colorado State stuff. Whichever school he's at, I can't remember which one he's at. Wow. Um I I I'm not the biggest college football fan, but I am a fan of shit talk and uh nobody does it better than primetime. Um 
I, I, I used to love when, uh, you know, Steve Spurrier was a, a coach in college <laughs> where he used to just talk all kinds of shit and like run up the score on people. I think we need more of that, Bishop. That, that's my take. Yeah, the, the running up the score part still happens like tremendously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's just gotten to like uh, no one wants to like offend the other right. team, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's unfortunate, but I, I don't know. I think SEC football is still like where it's at. You'll see some mad trash talking in that. That's like watching the NFL when you watch the SEC. It's like actually good players against other good players and it's quality football. All right. Well, thanks again, Giuseppe, for sending in the clip. And let's talk about prediction results from last week. Uh, not a good week again for us, boys. Uh, <laughs> Bishop led the way with three correct. Um, and, and that is leading the way with three. Wow. Uh, and Bishop, or, uh, sorry, Micah and myself both hit two out of six. Uh, there was a tie here that kind of gummed up the works. Um, but uh, on the season-long total, gentlemen, we have a three-way dance. We each have five correct predictions, so it is literally anybody's game. And let's get into the matchups this week, and we start, as always, in the Balls Mahoney, where Turtles' Iowa gangbang thugs take on Bishop's Nitro. Excuse me. Uh, Micah? Bishop is a six and a half point favorite here. Uh, he's got a fancy Pooh Bear as his avatar. Um, I don't know what that's all about, but I'm sure we'll find out soon. What do you think is going to happen here, Bishop? Who do you think is going to win? Well, this is my game, so right. I assumed Micah was going first. Micah. Yeah, let's do Micah first. Sorry, I misspoke. No worries. Well, I do believe uh, Nitro's favored for a reason. Um, as much as I like that wide receiver tandem of Jefferson and Amon Ra, uh, has not been getting uh, the job done for Turtle. Um, so far, I've I've actually picked him the first two weeks. So I think I'm going to uh, offer some luck to him this week. And I am going to pick Nitro to win, although I don't think that will be much of a hex because Tony Pollard is a grown-ass man, and he is going to run wild over Arizona this weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in here. Bishop, you're a 78% chance to win. Uh, you've got Tyreek Hill. You've got Josh Allen, who seemed to have snapped out of uh, whatever funk he was in last week. Oh, uh, boy. I think I just think your team's better. Uh, Turtles, this is usually the turtle script where he goes like 0-4, and then he rattles off like five straight victories. So I think uh, he hasn't quite hit his uh, his 0-4 number yet. So um, he's really hurting at running back with Javante Williams and Kenneth Walker. Those aren't really the best guys to be going up against uh, Tyree Kill, Tony Pollard, and uh, Chris Olave here. So I'm going to take uh, prime time, and uh, let's see how he can talk himself into picking Turtle here. You know me very well, Tony, because I'm taking Turtle. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Let's go. Uh, yeah, he's got the Ravens playing at home against the Colts, man. Like, that that quarterback has to bounce back eventually, and why not do it at home against the shitty Baltimore – I almost called them Baltimore Colts. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts. Uh, yeah, I have terrible matchups again. You know, Mike Evans, 
had a dominant game against the Bears, and now he's playing at, against uh, at home against Monday night on against the Eagles. You know, that's a top-ranked defense. They're going to shut him down. Tyreek Hill, who's ever heard of that guy? You know, he's a nobody. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll be close, but, uh, yeah, give me Turtle. As a sidebar, uh, you, you continue to roster two Jets running backs, and you have yet to play either of them. Um, I'm waiting till the time is right. Okay, just it's just... it's like when you bake, you know, cupcakes or whatever. Uh-huh. You got to make sure you, you can't take them out too early. You can't take them out too late. You got to take them out when they're just right. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next matchup. We have K Walls Robot Unicorn Attack versus my artificially intelligent Bishop, and I am a half point underdog here. Uh, this game seems to be pretty even in terms of RT sports. So what do you think? Who's going to win? Who's get the, who's got the edge here? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Dan on this one. I think this is Joe Burrow's bounce back week. Uh, I, d- I don't like the DJ Moore play at all, but I do like the Travis Kelsey play. Start everyone you got against the Bears. Uh, yeah, I think those two are going to do very well. Um, you still have a guy in your lineup who got shot, so that's going to be disappointing. And you have Pukuloka, whatever his name was, starting on Monday night, uh, the receiver from the Rams. Tony, I don't know what's happening to your team. You're, you're benching Jalen Waddle. What's going on? We'll get to that later when you talk. But, Micah, what do you think? Yeah, so it's actually a pretty interesting matchup, I think. It has uh, the potential to be another high-scoring affair. Uh, The gentleman who has been shot a bunch of times, by the way, is currently the third-ranked running back uh, for the league, so that's going to be a good play. Maybe not the best against Buffalo, but Buffalo's not been what they have been in the past. Uh, If I'm looking at the rosters... um, there's things I really like about both. Uh, nothing I can really poo-poo. Um, it'd be nice for K. Wall if Josh Jacobs, you know, finally kind of kicks it up a notch. That might be a tough task against Pittsburgh. Um, I do think that uh, Joe Burrow actually it's even going to play. Do we know? Uh, I have not heard either way, and he is a Monday night uh, player, so that's that even okay. So he's feeling better, quote unquote, as of earlier. So. Let's assume that uh, Burrow is, in fact, playing. Um, as long as he's good to go, uh, maybe the second half of that game was where they finally got things snapped and back together. Uh, Puka Nakua could be interesting. Will he keep rolling with that hot hand or kind of cool off? Um, to me, this is kind of like a pick em, uh flip the coin kind of a game, uh, but I am choosing K-Wall. All right. Um, first of all, let's address uh, Bishop's comment about Jalen Waddle. Uh, Jalen Waddle's been pissing me off the first two weeks of this season, and he is currently in concussion protocol. He got he got nailed in that uh, game against New England. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play, and even if he does, I don't I don't want nothing to do with him right now. Uh, it's very depressing because I've always been a Jalen Waddle guy. Uh, he looked excellent as a rookie. He looked great last year, but this year it's it's all Tyreek Hill all the time. So uh, he's on my bench until further notice. Uh, if anybody is interested, float me an offer, and I will seriously consider it. Uh, 
Um, man who got shot is uh, <laughs> RB three in our league, as 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 Micah mentioned. Uh, I don't have the biggest deal of confidence in him, but uh, numbers don't lie, and I need to scratch together a win here. I've been very unlucky the first two weeks here. Uh, I don't. I mean, I think I'm gonna win here. I think it's gonna be very close, and it kind of all depends on uh, Joe Burrow. I think um, I don't know what to expect because he's he's dealing with an injury. He's been playing badly. And also, he's going to see Aaron Donald chasing him around all Monday night, which is never a good thing. Um, did you guys hear Geno Smith scream, oh, my God, when Aaron Donald was sacking him in uh, week one or something like that? No, I didn't hear about that. All right, there's a, there's I a... heard about it, but I thought it was a joke. I didn't no, think it was serious. Like the mics picked it up, like the sideline mics. I will I will find a clip and put it in the Discord. It's It's fantastic. That's amazing. Uh, I think I squeak by here. I think my, my triple running back formation uh, pays off like it's uh, the year 2002. Uh, Travis Etienne, I think, has a big game this week against Jacksonville. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the Puku Nakuku thing is real, and uh, he's going to do it in prime time here against K-Wall. So I'm going to take me to win. Let's go to the next matchup. And we have Giuseppe's the Ted Lasso way versus Matt's team spam. Uh, there is a seven and a half point spread here, uh, Micah, for Giuseppe. Uh, he is the favorite. Uh, do you think uh, he could cover this spread like that fat woman covered his seat in uh, the Lazio game that he went to? Well, I'll tell you what, poor Giuseppe. Uh, not only did he have to endure the the encompassing uh, circumference of an Italian woman sitting next to him in Torino uh, last week, he he's only two percent away from one hundred percent myrrh. But even if he's one hundred percent myrrh, he still would have lost, and that just plain old sucks. <laughs> Definitely. So hopefully this salami. Week, so if he, uh, hopefully he 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 uh, he's storing up on the salami and the prosciutto, the prosciutto and the gabagool, and uh, if he gets a good week from uh, Bijan Robinson, um, he should do okay. Uh, Team Spam over here has got a pretty good uh, wide receiver duo, but um, Patrick Mahomes is playing the Bears. <laughs> Oh, that poor, poor Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just Giuseppe's going to win. I mean, uh, the fat lady or not. Uh, the fat lady's not singing on him this week. <laughs> Giuseppe for the win. Uh, Bishop, you got to talk, buddy. I got I to gotta control myself here. Also, you are muted. I'm sure you don't know, but uh, I I did not know that. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I I kind of think Mike should tell the story real quick about this because otherwise the listeners have no idea what we're talking about. Do you care to comment, Micah? Oh sure. So um, our our dear friend uh, Giuseppe, who uh, who lives in Italy, he took a a road trip to Torino to watch his beloved Lazio play Juventus. Have you ever heard of Juventus, Tony? 
Um, no, I don't, is that like a, a car, like a sandwich or something? What, what is that? I don't know what that is. Uh, it, it could be, but it's actually one of the most successful football clubs in the world. Uh, the most successful Italian team ever, who also has a history of corruption and getting relegated for shenanigans, just like you would spec in Italia. And but over, uh, overweight fans, apparently, too. Overweight fans. Uh, poor old Giuseppe gets himself a nice ticket, and uh, he says, "Quote." Now imagine. Giuseppe all fired up, and those hands are going furiously, right? <laughs> I am a sitting next to one of the fattest and loudest Juve fans I have seen. I am going to move seats to another single one half time to avoid this, this vile woman. <laughs> all right. So a peek behind the curtain here. Micah told us this story before we started recording. And uh, I, I swear to God, we laughed for like 15 minutes straight, Bishop. I, I'm, I'm still struggling to, to keep a poker face here. I thought when Micah retold the story, I wasn't going to laugh, but I still did. Yeah. Even though I heard it, <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, just uh, Bishop, go ahead and make a pick. I don't think I got your Okay, call. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's not over until the fat lady sings. So give me Giuseppe. He's got the the Patrick Mahomes playing against the Bears. I think that play itself will outscore Matt's team. Sorry, Matt. Uh, yeah, Matt is uh, trying to play the uh, Gus Bus here. Um, I, I I have no idea who who's the the running back you want in uh, in Baltimore, and uh, he's still got this Johan Dotson guy in his lineup. I don't like that. Uh, I think uh, Giuseppe wins. I think he covers the spread like that fat woman covers herself with uh, Spanx. That, that's what I think is going to happen here. So I think Giuseppe wins. <laughs> Let's go to the next matchup. We have Bob's Cocksockers versus McLean's Cologne Rocks. And I guess I'll uh, I'll take this one. Uh, Bobby Big Balls is a one-and-a-half point favorite in this game. Um, looking at matchups, he's still got the uh, the triple 49ers in his lineup, which is interesting. Uh, but, man, his bench, uh, I don't think he's got much better options here. I think maybe, uh, oh, I guess you can't play Danny Dimes versus San Francisco. That's probably not a great idea. So he's going to roll dice here with Justin Fields. And, uh, excuse me. What's what's his name? Anthony Richardson still in concussion protocol. I don't know if he's going to play. That, that could be Gardner Minshew suiting up for uh, for the for the Colts here. But the other big thing here is Austin Eckler missed last week with the ankle injury, and I haven't heard anything like he's coming back this week. So I'm a little sus that he's he's going to come back. Um, but I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say he does, and I'm going to say McLean wins. Uh, I could jump in here next. I definitely see a McLean victory. I, it looks like neither of these guys submit a lineup this week. Uh, they're probably waiting until further. But Mike uh, Bobby Big Balls has uh, way too many people going Thursday. He needs to get some of those people out since most of them are Niners or a shitty Giants kicker. Uh, he needs to get Chris Godwin in this lineup. I don't know, understand why. Like I think he's still like viable, right? Like He's not dead or anything. He hasn't been doing too well, but uh, he's due. Play him. Get rid of George Kittle. 
McLean's team, I think, is really good. Um, he got lucky with the Rashad White play last week against the Bears. Do not start him against Philadelphia. He needs to get somebody else in there. He only has well, he has other options since that's his flex. He might get Christian Watson back, isn't he? Like not dead anymore. Uh, I think he's uh, coming back this week, but he also's got two twos, two two Atwell here. This this guy. That's, that's his name. Yeah, Tootsie Atwell. Yeah. <laughs> Tootsie. Uh, yeah, he he's got some options. He can get into his lineup. Uh, I'm gonna take McLean, and you know what? I, I think it'll be close, but I'll take McLean. All right, in terms of uh, quarterbacking for Indianapolis, so if we assume that uh, AR-15, whatever he called himself, is injured in concussion protocol and Minshew plays, do we know if he still has the mustache? Ooh, I'm on it right now. Keep talking. <laughs> I'm going to assume yes, because I don't think he's going to uh, tease people like... Uh, like Kirk Cousins does, he probably thought that it was uh, leading people to like seduction and, and evil thoughts. So he's like, I need to shave this mustache off. But Minshew embraced that, the whole porn stash thing. But uh, if we get an answer to that, that might sway my decision. But looking over the rosters, um, I'm in agreement. There's too many 49ers playing on Thursday night, even though they're playing the Giants. Um, Kittle doesn't seem to be the the same threat he used to be. Um, I do not think DeAndre Swift is going to replicate that uh, that 20-point production from last week. In particular against Tampa, and uh, Cologne Rocks has a really good team. Um, even if Eckler doesn't play, I don't, uh, I don't really think he's going to have much to be troubled with. And we have visual confirmation that Austin Eckler still has a mustache. Gardner Minshew. 100%. Minchu. No, Gardner Minshew, not Austin Eckler. Oh, Austin Eckler, I'm still talking about the Chargers. Yeah, yes. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Gardner Minshew. I am 100% picking Cologne Rocks. Regardless of who has a mustache, Minshew or Eckler. Excellent. And uh, I don't know what, what websites you're going to, Bishop, but uh, it looks like a Playgirl Gardner Minshew shoot here. Uh, I'm pretty sure anytime a camera... <laughs> photographs him it's a playgirl shoot yeah that's the problem that's uh that's that's very sexy um <laughs> agreed yeah i i'm a little moist to be honest <laughs> he's like hey ladies i'm a viking <laughs> <laughs> all right let's go to the ditka and we have santino's uh lucky wolf here you can't see me you can't see me uh versus worms worm frederick team taylor uh, Santino coming off of the world's worst fantasy owner, and Santino is a nine and a half point favorite. Bishop, can you believe it? Um, looking at these matchups, I kind of see it. Like, I, I got a feeling I'm going to take Santino. I, I don't know if you guys are or not, but uh, the one key piece is Isaiah Pacheco. Whatever, I'm pretty sure he's still the starting running back in Kansas City. I literally have no idea. Is he? Oh, never mind. He's hurt. Ah, Santino. I was going to say, play all your people against the Bears, which Worm did by picking up uh, whatever his name is, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, That was a smart pickup by him. But I'm still taking Santino because I think this is the week the Bengals bounce back, and I think Jamar Chase is going to be doing a lot of uh, 
scoring. Uh, I think A.J. Brown's due. He hasn't scored in a while. I think he's coming up big, and I don't like any of Worm's people. Like I said, Amari Cooper might be done because that Deshaun Watson idiot's retarded. Uh, I don't know about Zay Flowers. Still a flash in the pan. Uh, give me Santino with the upset, even though it's not really an upset. Number one stunner. I'll jump in here and I'll take Santino again. Bishop, I think we're just gonna we're just gonna keep picking Santino until he squeaks one out here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I do like his matchups this week. I do like uh, Trevor Lawrence against uh, Houston. Uh, so I think his Lawrence to Kirk has an an option for a, a a double double tight end here, or excuse me, double touchdown. Uh, Jamar Chase, you can't keep talent like that down for long. I think he's gonna bounce back, and uh, I don't know if you guys been seeing uh, Damian Pierce's like snap count, but like he is barely playing like forty percent of all the snaps in Houston. And uh, they like to throw the ball, and they don't like to throw it to him. So I'm going to take Santino. Well, our dear listeners, uh, they might be wondering, is this going to be a sweep for Santino? Yes, yes, yes. And I cannot lie, I came into this ready to pick Worm. And then I noticed something. Worm picked up and is starting BDI's garbage. <laughs> he is taking fantasy football advice from BDI. If it doesn't work for BDI, it's not going to work for you. Santino is going to win 100%. All right. That's a sweep for Santino. Let's go, buddy. All right. Let's go. And we're going to go to the last matchup. And we have Micah's Serbia versus BDI's Nick slash her. And uh, this is a 13-point favorite here for Micah. Uh, Bishop, I'll let you lead this one off since uh, Micah can't talk about his game first. 13 points. Uh, do you think that's enough? I don't think that's enough. Um, I would take Micah if he was a 25-point favorite. Although I think Micah would lose to BDI's bench because that seems to be a trend with BDI. His bench puts up dominant performances. He's benching his boy Najee Harris. I think he took him very early since he didn't have a first-round pick. Uh, he took him very early. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's starting Adam Thielen. Like, his, he's got two Panthers in his lineup. Good Lord. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> And then Jerome Ford, who he thought he had a running back starter, and he probably did he spend money on him in the waiver? I don't even remember, or did he draft him because he's dumb? I actually don't know the answer to that question. At some point, he made it on the BDS lineup, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I cannot take BDI's team seriously. He's his team would have been awesome like three years ago, though. If you look at the roster, like. Yeah. Packers quarterback, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. It's a powerhouse. Alvin you know? Kamara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but it is not 2020, so I'm going to take Micah. And I think it's going to be a route. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to dominate again. Hill. Jesus. All right. Um, I also think 
uh, Serbia wins this one. Um, you you kind of hit on why I'm going to take him here. So BDI kept Brandon Ayuk, who he's got on his bench. He's not going to play him. He did not have a first-round pick. His second-round pick was Najee Harris, who he's benching. And I want to say his third-round pick was Alvin Kamara, who is suspended still. So there's three guys, one a keeper, and two. And his first two draft picks, he's not playing. If you could just think of that for a minute. It's week three, by the way. It's week three, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this guy beat me, honestly. Um, and, and Serbia... You got you got your brother in Christ, uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think Jameer Gibbs going to get a see an uptick here with Montgomery being down a little bit, and uh, Raheem Mostert had a monster game last week. So uh, I think he's going to be the guy until he gets hurt, and he's currently not hurt. So I'm going to take Serbia. All right, gentlemen. I was uh, I was distracted at my icon corner with my with my incense from from Mount Athlon or whatever over in, in Greece. So I'm going to assume um, you guys are both intimidated by Chuba Howard at a pick BDI. Close. No. Okay. Damn it. That's what I thought was going to happen. But uh, looking over some of the rosters here, uh, I guess... Uh, uh, Good job, BDI. I guess having the foresight to draft Jerome Ford. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really know what else to uh, to say here. Um, yeah, I'm not not uh, too impressed there. Adam Thielen is uh, he's like uh, you know not much going on these days, and I have no idea what happened to Najee Harris, but uh, he went from like first round projection and in, uh, in the DCWA primetime Brad Bishop uh, mock drafts to just being an absolute bum. Um, I was a bit worried, thinking I was going to be a little bit uh, uh, missing of uh, Nick Chubb. Um, I got some uh, good uh, guys to fill a role potentially with Kareem Hunt and Cam Makers, but can't start them just yet. Don't know what they're going to be doing. Um, Raheem Mostert's been doing well, so uh, I'm going to expect him to pick up the slack, and uh, I'm going to roll over BDI this week. All right, uh, let's go to a breakout player. Uh, Bishop, do you got a guy in mind here? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, and it might be too easy of a play, but I'm going to go with the sun god, Amara St. Brown. Uh, I think he's going to explode this week. I think he's going to have at least two touchdowns, minimum. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick, uh, uh, let's go with Jordan Addison on Giuseppe's team. I think that kid is, he's looking good and, uh, uh, Kirky likes to throw him the ball. Uh, they play the Clippers this week who are, have been terrible on defense. So I think, uh, Jordan Addison is going to get a touchdown this week. And, uh, for my selection, I am going back, uh, to the unicorn attack artificially intelligent game. Even though I have uh, picked K-Wall to win, I am picking Travis Etienne as breakout player. All right. Well, that is going to do it for the week three preview show, Fantasy Football Scoop and... Ooh. Ooh. All right, show's over. I'm tired.
Scoop Fantasy Podcast, now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com. <laughs>